that will not do. Double check that I'm recording here. I'm very happy somebody prepped for this pod. I know. Not this guy. Let's just scrap this one. Almost 40 is not all. Bada boom, bada bing. Hey, yeah. It's episode 98 of the EdTech Loop Podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and she's planning to virtually camp out in Amazon's Black Friday line as soon as this podcast ends. It's Danielle Brostrom, and we are also joined by one of our favorite things, Steffi Light. I've dug deep into the bargain bin for this week's Moment of Zen. Blessed is the season which engages the whole world in a conspiracy of love. This pod might be a little late as we wait to thaw this week's meet of the show, the annual loop, holiday, gift, giving, guide. So guys, it's almost that time of the year. Next week, I, this blew me away, by the way. You know, you start to see some Black Friday stuff, you know, coming in the mail and here and there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so early this year. And then it <laughs> hit me, oh, it's, it's next week. It's crazy, yeah. So help help me out. We, we were talking before the pod. I am completely... <laughs> unprepared for the holiday season <laughs> this year. So enlighten me um, as to what, what are some wonderful things we can get for our, our people. Right, that we do you want to go first? I will. And I have a major theme because all of what I brought are, I brought book ideas. And part of that is because I just came back from a conference. So I was at the American Association of School Librarians Conference, and there were many authors and illustrators there. And, you know, you can't go wrong with the book. And so what I have is a, a range of books from our, for our littles up to our high school kiddos. Some you may have heard about because some have gotten some press and some are, were new to me. Let me start with the littles. And this book, um, it's called Another by Christian Robinson. And it is a sci-fi fantasy picture book that is wordless. So that's a lot. If you think about all that's in all of those elements in a picture book without words for littles preschool, the art is beautiful and there's an alternate universe that the kiddo and the animal take a little journey in. And I just, I'm so intrigued by this concept and already there are multiple um, accolades rolling in for this book. So as we're getting close to my favorite time with the Caldecott Newberry Awards, I think we'll hear a lot more about another, but put that one on your list if you have littles. What a great way to introduce um, our our littlest ones to narrative. Yes. Get them understanding the concept of storytelling and story. So that when we're introducing them to words and vocabulary and reading, um, they already have an understanding of the structure Absolutely. of the story. Did you bring it? You didn't I, even I, bring I it. didn't bring oh that one. Gosh. That one's so popular. I'm so, sorry. So she's, she's got the ultimate picture book, and it's not here. It's not here, but... Because you recognized it's an audio podcast, so why would you bring it? Well, partially because it's so popular right now. I don't have a copy available, but I also, you know I come here, and then I hold it up, and you guys make fun of me. <laughs> so. I would, I'm hurt. I would never. In the nicest way possible. <laughs> so maybe I'll give you a couple more of the little and then we can go back and forth. Sure, so, yeah. Okay. There's a book called The Undefeated by Kwame Alexander and illustrated by Kadir Nelson. And 
If you're familiar with those names, you probably have seen them in a number of other books. But this is a love letter to the experience of African Americans. And um, it actually was connected to an ESPN special called The Undefeated. But it, it is a poem. And the artwork by Kadir Nelson is photorealistic. So his his illustrations are as gorgeous as you can imagine. And topic-wise, you know, that's there's some heavy stuff in there, and it tells just a, a beautiful uh, narrative of the experience of African Americans, touching on a lot of issues. But there's a lot of meat in this book, and it's just gorgeous. So again, I don't have it, <laughs> but I can I can picture I can picture it in my mind. <laughs> we trust you. We trust you. Um, I've seen it and have I, I highly recommend it. We do have it in a couple of libraries. Um, what, in, what age, in the age district. group would that be? Well, you know, I would call it for mid to upper elementary. I think the the depth of some of the history would be more meaningful to older elementary and up, and older even kiddos. But um, in terms of the story, kids will understand it. And as we've said before, picture books aren't just for our Correct. lower L. The book Another by Christian Robinson could be used at all levels. A wordless picture book, I mean, kids of all ages and adults would tell a different story as they're looking through it as, you know, all ages, it would it appeals for everyone. It'd be perfect for a podcast studio. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Um, and then another book that is, um, it was written by Sonia Sotomayor from the Supreme Court. You may have heard of her. And Rafael Lopez is the illustrator. Um, and it's called Just Ask. And it's all about um, kids who have any kind of, I would say, lack of a better word, difference. So kids who, it was written because Sonia Sotomayor was uh, diagnosed with diabetes when she was a child. And she always felt like um, when she'd be having medication or getting a shot, that kids were always curious and wondering, but people wouldn't ask. And so the, the book is all about how everybody has something that is on their plate that they're dealing with. And so it touches on ADHD, allergies, learning differences of all types, um, different types of disabilities. And the whole focus is everybody has differences. Let's let's ask, let's be curious, and it's um, let's talk about and embrace and celebrate these things that are um, everybody has that are different. So beautiful is- illustrations again. Um, Rafael Lopez has done a number of books, and it's a it's a really neat partnership. Amazing books. Thank you. Welcome. I feel like I'm struggling to follow those because I brought all, like, fun tech things. So then I think I that sounds like, perfect. <laughs> I feel like you need the balance, which is why Absolutely. I both. So talking about the the things for the littles, um, I'll talk about my stuff for littles first. Um, I want to remind everyone about Kiwi Crate. That is mm. one of my favorite things. And I think it's a great, the holiday season, it's a great time to think about starting a Kiwi Crate because it's a gift that would last the entire year. Um, it is either a sim- simple single kit or you can set up with a, prescri- a subscription so they would get one every single month. And they have crates all the way down to uh, zero to two, two to four, all the way up to um, a 14 and up. And the crates are focused on making. They're focused on creativity. There's one that's focused on art. Um, one is focused on tinkering. And it gives the kids all of the things that they need to do this project. And it's pretty cool because when it comes the kids, at least my own, my own kids, they make the project that's there, and it's pretty cool, and it keeps us um, 
intrigued and entertained for a little while. And then I watch it kind of evolve. Like I watch that project will change into something else and they'll try to figure out how they can change it and make it better. So I see them playing with it longer than just that first session. And I like that it brings new ideas into my house every month. Yep, and I think they've expanded one that's for, as you mentioned, older kids, mm-hmm. and that that's newer. Um, that is on my list of possibilities for my kiddos because we've never had it, but my nieces do, and they've loved it. And I always think to myself, you know, I could gather all these materials and do this project, <laughs> but, but, I then I, but then I don't. <laughs> so it's really nice that Kiwi Crate does that for you, if you might be like me and have plans, but they might not always pan out. I also hate buying all of this stuff. Like, you know, my kid wanted to make this little basketball (coughs) thing with pom-poms. Okay, but we needed two pom-poms. Pom-poms come in a bag. Of 100. Yes. So now I have... 400 pom-poms around my house that are ridiculous. You mocked me years ago. When I was when I was ta- we were talking about makers maker space and and collecting the stuff and I, I pointed out I'm like I get that it's really cool but the organiz- <laughs> organizing of it can be a little bit cumbersome right. so you really want to be thinking about that when you're getting all that stuff and look how it comes back around it does come back around <laughs> yep the wise I, I, one I, I said, well, thanks Larry <laughs> though I will say with that I'm listening to these um, suggestions and my kids are a little bit older and I'm like. I wonder if that'd be appropriate for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can ask them to give that to me. Maybe <laughs> I want a Kiwi Crate. Totally. Yeah. So the lines for older kids are really, really cool. Um, for 14 and up, they offer two options. One is a maker kit, and then this Eureka kit, which is all about engineering and science. And um, like the one example that they make, you make a desk lamp. They they show you how to make a desk mm-hmm. lamp that uses pulleys and springs to make an adjustable lamp with an LED bulb. It's so cool. I know we should get them here for the for the. We should do it on the pod. <laughs> ukulele and electric pencil sharpener. Like, okay, my next option um, is going to be for like that elementary school age kiddo. I have a Fitbit, and I love my fitness tracker. And my child wanted one, and I started looking online, and I was kind of frustrated with the options that were available. They were all from other countries. I didn't know about the tracking. Um, you know I'm a little crazy about privacy. Was, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> so I Thank you for that. Actually. I didn't Somebody needs you. Obsessively like, intentional. I do I do worry about things like that, but I know that she really wanted a fitness tracker. So um, I was so excited to Not see. Not the worst thing for a child to right. be I know. obsessed about. She wants to count her steps. Fitbit came out with a new one recently called the ACE 2. And it's made specifically for kids. So it has special swim-proof protection. Um, it has some kid-friendly graphics that you can put on the front, some kid-friendly stats and goal celebrations. But it also has a parent component. I like that you can set it up under a family sharing plan. And then your kids, because they're under 13, they're given the special protections with their data that should happen for an under 13-year-old. And um, it also, you get to kind of decide what features they get. Like if they want to have step challenges with their friends, they can only do it with people you approve. Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of helps give me some of the control back, which I really, really like. And they're running about $70, which doesn't feel... Um, crazy expensive for this kind of a fitness tracker. But there are some other features that I think are really, really smart that are on here. There is a timer, which the kids can set from the device. Why do I love that? Because I think of ADHD kids when they're sitting in classroom and they need things broken up and they need to be able to stand and go walk around. They need to be able to set themselves a timer. So 
in a classroom setting, having a timer go off, well, all of a sudden that makes you the one that everyone's looking at. But to have it on your watch that just vibrates a little bit that you can set yourself, I think gives a little bit of independence. It just recognizes that kids like kids might need that. So I'm a huge fan of the Fitbit Ace, too. Sounds like a really thoughtful tool, too. Well-designed sure. with kids in mind. Awesome. Yeah. I, like I said, my kids are... are I'm like looking at you waiting for your gifts, Larry. What I, do you got? I have a piece of paper with some stuff on <laughs> All it. All right, Steffi. And some really, really, really smart friends. I have this book with me. Now our listeners cannot see it, but Astronaut Aquanaut. So it is um, a nonfiction National Geographic kids book by Jennifer Swanson, and she had um, consultation by Fabian Cousteau, so Jack Cousteau's, I believe, grandson. If you've, if you have a kiddo who, or you have ever wondered, like, what would it really be like to be an astronaut, and what would it be like to be an aquanaut, and all those questions that might be forming in your mind right now are answered in this book, and the kid kind of questions. Like the nitty-gritty of what you do when you're living underwater or in space. How does how do the basic things happen? And um, I love the amount of research that went into the book and the detail and just really providing like a typical day in space, a typical day in the deep sea. Um, really well-researched, lots of primary sources. And this is um, for kind of, your again, upper elementary, just with the reading level and the amount of information. But if you have a kid who's curious about any of these areas, I would highly recommend this one. And then I have two graphic novels. Ridley Pearson is writing a series about the super sons. So it's the sons of Batman and the sons of Superman and their backstory and their narrative. So looking at a whole nother part of the superheroes from the point of view of their sons. And I love, love, love this. Meg Cabot, who wrote The Princess Diaries, as well as another a number of other books, is also jumping into graphic novels. They actually, um, at a session I attended at the conference, a, a group of um, writers and illustrators were talking about how, you know, as we've talked about on the pod, the graphic novels are very popular in comics. And so a number of um, kid-lit authors and illustrators went to basically comic boot camp. They brought a bunch of popular authors and illustrators together to learn more about the genre. So Meg Cabot's jumped into writing. Uh, this is more of a comic format, but it's a ca character, Black Canary, and this is called Ignite. And Black Canary's a teenager who wants to follow in her dad's footsteps and be a detective in Gotham City and doesn't doesn't believe she has any superpowers, but then discovers that she does. And great coming-of-age story, great female empowerment, what she can do, what she can't do, um, by what society's letting her do. Loved it. It's going to be, uh, there'll be a sequel, if not more. So, um, and this I have to say out of all the books, all the new books I brought back from the conference, uh, two of my three kids have read this multiple times and loved it. So this one got high recommendations from my small sample at home, and I loved it too. And Black Canary's um, power is that she can. Uh, do we want to? Oh, okay, maybe not. No spoilers. Sorry. No spoilers. Um, Let me do one and then yep, I'll bump perfect. it back to you. So thinking about your middle and high school students um, or even your adults, because I'm thinking I might want one of these too. Um, I'm really in excited by the Dribble Up Ball. Um, dribbleup.com. They're offering three different options, a smart soccer ball, a smart basketball, and a smart medicine ball. Now, what I think is kind of interesting is it, it started as a Kickstarter in 2017, but really mainstream within the last couple months. I've seen a lot of people talking about them. And essentially, there's a little stand, a little tripod that you put your smartphone in, and then you stand back with your smart 
ball, like your soccer ball, and you can practice toe tapping drills and it will show you exactly where the ball needs to be and you get points when it hits there. Um, the medicine ball one is kind of for adults, there's a six pound and a 10 pound and you can do the workout. And when you lift the ball up and you get it in the right spot, the smartphone can sense where it is and it gives you a point for that. So you get points by being accurate, you get points by doing it faster. Um, there's a lot of professional soccer teams that are actually using this to improve their accuracy and speed with some of these drills to build muscle memory. I think it's really, really cool to think of um, how you could improve your ball control skills with these virtual coaches. I, I think it's really, really cool for kids. I think that um, this is going to be big this Christmas. Check out dribbleup.com. I love that. That's like so cool. There's a Remsey person downstate. Um, her name is Anne Smart, and she is bringing this PD using the dribble up ball in math. And she's going and talking to teachers about how they can use this in the classroom to help kids build their math skills. Um, I'm really intrigued with the work that she's doing around it. So keep an eye out for that. Well, and they have, um, you know, some of our uh, physical education teachers yeah. in elementary have used or incorporated uh, literature and um, some language arts into their their classes and their lessons. What a great way to incorporate math for some cross curricular mm -hmm. activities. I mean, so so cool. Yeah, and it gets kids moving. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, a couple for middle school in particular, um, Song for a Whale. So this book is about a deaf student who learns about a whale who's unable to communicate with other whales and feels that she wants to help this whale. So she goes on this journey with the support of some characters. One thing I found really interesting is the author, Lynn Kelly, is a sign language interpreter herself. So she has a lot of experience working with people with hearing differences. And this is, you know, a kiddo who isn't feeling like she fits in and wants to reach out and help another creature that isn't fitting in. And it's this um, really exciting journey. And so kiddos, middle grade readers who love animals would be really drawn to this book. And um, the power of this story is what recommends it to. Um, a book called Other Words for Home by Jasmine Yarga is a book told in verse, um, a novel in verse. And this is the story of um, a family who comes to Cincinnati from Syria and their experiences they assimilate. And then as other relatives join um, her family, seeing how she's come and changed and her experiences in, in her new area, um, what home means, what family means. I love that it's in verse. It's another form for kids to really enjoy and similar to The Undefeated being told as a poem form. So um, Other Words for Home is that one. Well, I only have one more. Um, the last thing I want to mention is, so thinking about the holidays, it's a great time to add board games into your collection. Board games are a great way to get the family together and get them talking. One of my all-time favorite board games is called Prime Climb. The, oh, we've seen this. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I need to mention it every time because it's so good. Um, Math for Love is the company that makes it. And they make some other games um, for kids. Little Polka Dot is another good one. But Prime Climb is, it's, it's beautiful, first of all. But then the mathematics involved, it's funny because um, I, I play it with my older child and um, we change the rules a little bit because typically what you have to do, you roll the dice and then you can choose either to add, subtract, multiply, or divide the number on your pawn by the number you rolled. Like there's a lot of different um, computational thinking that's happening when kids are playing this game. But we changed the rules a little bit because division is still tricky for her. So I told her you can either 
add or multiply. We just kind of changed that a little bit. And then it was funny because then she played with my husband and he made her play by the rules, which was a very different game for her. But then he came to me afterward and he's he's a grown adult. And he was like, that game was really fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. So it's really fun for adults. It's really fun for kids. Um, there's a lot of thinking. And I kind of like that you get to control what you do. You have two pawns. You can choose to move which one. Um, you can choose which one you want to move. You can choose whether you want to bump somebody. There's just a lot of different choices you can make and um, a lot of computational thinking and math that happens and a lot of talking and fun. So I would put Prime Climb on the list every time. Oh, I just added that to my shopping list. I have just one more book that I want to talk about. It's called Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. It's a read-alike for um, Lord of the Flies. So um, there's an airplane crash with a um, group of girls who are headed to a beauty pageant. It is a story of what they do in the society that they form and how they survive and knocking out stereotypes and looking at societal expectations, a fast-moving, very um, creative take. If you remember how The Lord of the Flies plays out, highly recommend this one. <laughs> in my attempts, my vain attempts to do some research, I came across the, the Harry Potter Cano coding kit. Oh, Cano. Oh, Cano. yeah. And you actually get a wand. There's a Harry Potter one now? You get a wand, and you actually cast spells in code. Mm. Larry. So, so I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's, you know, it's Harry Potter, so, like, kids aren't going to like it. Well, also, also everybody's <laughs> all over it. I got one. Well, it's the Cano kit, too, which has yeah. a good reputation. I was just kind of going through, I'm like, Harry Potter and coding? That sounds okay. Yeah, build a wand, learn to code, make magic. If somebody has that, please let us know what they think of it, what age groups mm -hmm. would be appropriate for that. It's six and up, I saw, but, right, but it's Harry Potter, so. I would play it. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another thing we need to get We might for need the to test that on the pod. I think go. we should. Are we all set? We're set. I Tech tool so. of the week. Tech Tool of the Week, um, Purdue University. This is where I get my ideas from, frankly. Every single year they put out an engineering gift guide, um, and they're the gifts that they choose are tested by their engineering students and they're looking for things that have good gameplay, that are quality, that have those open-ended experiences that families can play together. And the quality of items that come out of there are just fantastic. Um, they do include some book stuffy, but the books are things like um, Baby Learns to Be a Structural Engineer. <laughs> sounds too. It sounds fantastic. But there, there are things for littles that they can do all the way up to things that you would really be buying for your um, high school or older students. So um, the Purdue Engineering Gift Guide is phenomenal every single year. So check that out. There's great books. There's great stuff on there too. They also talked about Kiwi. They also talked about the Osmo, which we've talked about before that mm -hmm. offers some hands-on things with the, with the device. Um, the Sphero, I think, made that as well, which is a little coding robot. Um, there's, there's some good stuff on there. This is going to be very helpful. You're welcome. In my house. <laughs> and, and she's just basically going to go down that list. Yep. Check, check. Yep. Somebody already made my list. <laughs> yep. Fabulous. Thank you. Tutorials and updates. I was just going to uh, say that uh, look for some new stuff, some additional content that's going to be on our podcast site upcoming. Danielle and David sent out these great emails, tech resource emails throughout the, the week and Ask them. I, I didn't hear about You would from like Danielle. to steal them. I want yes, to steal them. You may. I want to steal them. You may. Well, you know, great. It's great content. And um, it'd be nice to get more people looking at that. Sure. More people that can look at it, 
the more uh, successful they will be with technology in the classroom. So, in closing, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPSLOOP. At Brostrom DA. At Steffi Light. Subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Downcast, Overcast, Spotify, the Google Play Store, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Leave a review. We love the feedback. Thanks for listening and inspiring. Is the downcast up like all those things? Are those real? <laughs> 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 <laughs>